have any pressure. I live for this, you know. Great. I couldn't do it without my team. It's a great night. It's great to be champions tonight, and that's all I could ask for. Honestly, I thought we wore them down a little bit, and that's not easy to do against Aunt Sonia because we all know what Aunt Sonia is. They are a championship caliber program. They have unbelievable coaches. They have tough kids. I just can't even believe that we won, to be honest with you. Well, I can because of the heart of our kids. You know, like because of that, I can. This is, this is our senior season. Our senior season is on the line. The whole team was talking about it pre-game. This week coming up, it's nothing else. I mean, it's been a long, it's been a long season. And uh, I mean, to, to do it this way um, and to have a game like this in front of your alumni and friends and family, it's really just uh, an amazing moment right now. And, and I'm so happy for these kids because they've really, they've, they've fought all season long and uh, they've had to overcome adversity like like tons of programs, but uh, you know, it's just a really exciting win today for us. Hello everybody and welcome once again to the Meat Grinder, your weekly dose of high school football in Connecticut. And uh, after a week, a week off and a crazy Thanksgiving day week, we are, we've reached the postseason. We are here at long last. We didn't think we'd make it maybe four months ago. And uh, the playoffs are set. I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. We got picks coming up in a little bit. That's mainly what we're going to be doing here. But uh, uh, just kind of at the top of the show, you heard the, some of the wild uh, celebrations going on on Thanksgiving week. We had some pretty big upset. We had a pretty good Wednesday night with Masick knocking off Newtown from the uh, ranks of uh, from the uh, defending champion ranks, I should say. And then uh, uh, the next day, you had Greenwich rallying past Staples, and then the rest of Class Double kind of collapsing around them just enough to get into the state playoffs. You had Thomas Foster scoring a touchdown in overtime to give Greenwich the 34-28 victory over Staples. And on the other side, you had Aunt Sonia finally going down. It took 10 years and 103 games. And then Sonia finally going down. Nagatuck knocks him off. Congratulations to Chris Anderson and the guys. And if this is what we're going to expect for this uh, playoff season, uh, you know, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm excited. Joining me, of course, is Pete Paguaga and Jeff Jacobs, our columnist. Uh, we're going to make some picks later, so we're bringing Jeff on. we got lots to talk about, but welcome, gentlemen. We are reached the postseason. How's it going? Good, Sean. Fire it up! Yeah, on this <laughs> Monday morning, as it is. Nine o'clock in the morning, we're recording this. But I'm, I'm raring to go. It took me a little while. I need to re recharge my batteries a little bit this uh, this weekend. I had a lot of turkey to digest, a lot of playoff things to ponder. But uh, I'm all fired up and ready to go. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of start out with you, Pete. You know, what what did you take out of this last week? What kind of things surprised you? Uh, you know, what really kind of thrilled you? I mean, you you, you saw a, you didn't see a great game on on, on uh, Thanksgiving morning. Um, but I didn't know, see a great game on Thanksgiving Eve either. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, was but, about to say, uh, I saw some good teams gearing up to, to go to the playoffs. And, you know, the one thing that uh, it doesn't really surprise me, kind of annoys me more than anything, though. I am intrigued by them as we have so many rematches in the first round. Yeah. Well, what did I say? Like one that. But I'm not even like I'm not even upset about the Greenwich prep one because like, all yeah. right, that happened a couple of weeks ago. It was a good yeah. game. You were there, like, what are you going to do? A1. I'm you know? more pissed about the Rockville Ellington rematch. Yeah. You literally saw that game on Thursday. Yeah. 
poor poor Rockville. Do we just beat these guys? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> poor Rockville. Like if you're Ellington, you're like, all right, like what do we got to lose now? If you're Rockville, you're like, we got to yeah. do that twice in five days. Keith Talk is gonna pull out all the stops, right? I mean, why not? Oh, whatever works. So and at home. the same field and the same home team, like everything is the same. It's at Rockville. Bring the trophy back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then we got obviously prep and Greenwich rematch in double L eight one. And we have Ansonia Seymour rematch in class S. Um, I believe that's it, but I could be wrong. Oh, no, we have Brantford and Avon who played two weeks ago. Yeah, look. We, we discussed this. It was going to be a problem. We knew it was going to be a problem. The way that because of the alliance, I mean, we can get this delay, but the alliance plays these games against teams that are going to probably see in the playoffs. And guess what happens? You'll see them in the playoffs, you know, and that's always been the problem. And, you know, and then when you bring it up, they, oh, you're like, all right, I'm telling you, we've had it we've before. But let's get to that a little bit in a second. Uh, Jeff, listen, you were at one of the big games on uh, on Wednesday night, uh, Quinnabog. Needing to win to maybe have a shot in Thames River, needing to win to get in and give us two, uh, two tech schools in Class L and making everybody real just angry. I mean, it's bad enough they got one. Everyone's mad about that, but you know you had a shot to get two in there. And what the heck happened to Thames River? You, who is this kid? This kid came out of nowhere, basically just completely molded the playoffs in his own image <laughs> by, by rushing for like I don't know how many yards it was, but what was it Chevetti? Uh, yeah, Alicia, you know, it was funny. The game started, and, and Thames River marched right down the field. And Seth Cunningham, for them, was one of the leading – for Thames River, was one of the leading rushers in the state. He scored, and it looked like it was on schedule. Then all of a sudden, all all Quinnabog broke loose. Lee <laughs> L.J. Chavetti, future plumber. I was going to say, you know, like, you... I covered NHL for a long time. We called a guy a plumber. It was like a, you know, a grinder. But we're talking <laughs> literally, he's going, he's going to go in the family plumbing business, I believe. And uh, he scored almost every way possible. Uh, uh, caught a 67-yard pass, caught a 60-yard screen pass late for touchdowns, ran for 85-yard touchdown, uh, returned a 91-yard fumble. And in the end, he had six TDs, and it was a route. They had running time. You know what I mean? We're worried yeah. about Thames River sneaking in. They, they had that baby. It started at five o'clock. I, that, I was out of there at seven. <laughs> they had two, you know, the great thing about Quinnabox, they have two fields. They have uh, they play Ellis Tech, but the other one is out at Putnam High. They played up in Putnam, um, which is of no interest to much of our state, but it, it is to me in a quiet corner. But anyway, that yeah, that molded everything. I got to tell you guys, I'm not as offended by the rematches as you guys are. I'm I'm not. Uh, it doesn't bother me that much. I, I feel better about Greenwich and Hand getting in with the new system. Yeah, I mean, we wondered we wondered how much that five point would would change, and I I think we do agree that Greenwich and Hand deserve Absolutely. to be in over Fitch and uh, uh, West. Absolutely, Haven. I just feel bad for like. You know, I was so I saw prep on Wednesday night and they were pumped about getting into the playoffs home game. You know, first time uh, they have right. a home quarterfinal, you know, they're pumped. It's usually kind of close when prep gets in. And then like Thursday, like, oh, who we're going to play? Who we're going to? Oh, we got Greenwich again. Our only loss. This is who we get. Like, that kind of sucks. Like you get the number one team and you're rewarded with the team that beat you six yeah. weeks ago. Like that's you know, like, just kind of disappointing. I like rivalry hate, I guess more than, you know what I mean? Like a couple of times they played three times without talking about football, but uh, well, if they had conference championships, we could, uh, but you know, it's like, 
I like the story, like after they win, the, like, hey, the guy said something to me after they beat us last time, and yeah. I've been waiting for three weeks to, to get at him. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's the problem is, the problem is, and this one's going to be a good one. I think Prep and Greenwich is going to be close like it was the first time. The problem is with some of these, I, I mean, we're doing picks later, but I think if you pay attention to high school football, Rockville's probably going to beat Ellington again. Bradford's probably going to beat Avon again. And Ansonia's probably going to beat Seymour again. And right. they're either going to beat them by what they originally beat them by or beat them by more. And that's the problem where it's like, we already saw this. We know what's going to happen. Prep in Greenwich, I think, is different. I think that'll be, you know, I think Prep's a better team than they were when they played that year. I think Greenwich, we have seen, has gone up and down in a weird roller coaster season. I think that's exciting. It's the other ones where you kind of, you know, shrug your shoulders and go, I think you lose by 30 again. I definitely agree with. Well, here's the thing about about this. A lot of these main matches are games that are probably could go either way, to be honest with you. Uh, The the, the Ellington uh, Rockville, that was 0-0 halftime, you know, and it was only by a few, you know, breakaway stuff that Rockville was able to pull away and win that game 27-7. Avon Bradford, only 21-7 Bradford, and they used the kickoff return touchdown to start the game off, so already Avon was a whole – you know, Greenwich, you know, the other ones too. Uh, I don't think it's going to, I think if you hate, you don't like rematches and you don't like rematches of teams that you already saw get blown out in the regular season. I mean, obviously Anthony Seymour, that's kind of, you know, you don't want that, but I think next year, and we didn't talk about this yet, but next year when they expand the playoffs, now it's going to be six state champions, which let's put that over there for a second, but you're going to have everybody and their grandmother getting in that maybe seven and three or six and four, who got crushed during the regular season and they're going to play the same team that crushed them. And that team's going to be like, Oh, well, at least we get a, you know, and I don't know what the point is of that. I guess it's, you know, a lot of coaches well, I, want it. So I, you know, I, I think ahead, Sean, your point about not liking it. I was going to say, if you didn't like it this year, chances are you're right. really not going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jeff, what do you, listen to me. We haven't really had a lot of time to digest this. They, this the CIC football committee with the backing of the coaches uh, association, you know, uh, overwhelmingly, they all said they all if they if they give them a chance, I think this is a very key thing. If given the chance to, to add more teams to the playoffs, a lot of coaches said absolutely, as they should. Um, you know, and this was at the you know, it was either this expand it beyond remove Thanksgiving and do what Massachusetts is doing or something or add more champions to get this to get more teams in the playoff that way. So I think the coaches, they don't want to get rid of Thanksgiving. Despite what we, everyone, there's a lot of movement out there. People who want to get rid of it. They want to start the night before, you know, you see Fairfield prep West Haven starting the night before, you know, it's still kind of a, it's, it's a tug of war there at Thanksgiving. But at the end of the day, they all said, look, we'd rather have the option to end it on Thanksgiving. We'll take the six champions because, and I think I agree with them on this point and it's true. Nobody cares 10 years down the road how many champions there were. And I think that's right, Jeff. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable with six the way they set it up. I would have voted no uh, based on the, the un, un, unanswered questions of until you have all, all the conferences in the alliance, you're going to have some playing only themselves and some playing others. That's an uneven playing field. Uh, uh, the SEC uses a tier system, which – some people like and some people don't, but when other conferences don't use it, say like FCAC, that will change things. I pointed out like Hamden made the playoffs and I looked and I, I had them as the 11th or 12th best team in the class double L yet. They're like, I forgot what they were seeding in the playoffs. And uh, 
but then the six. The, tier, the tier system had she, left Sheehan out of the playoffs because they stepped up, and I had them as like the fifth, fourth, or fifth best team in Class S, and they didn't make it. So that get, that takes and gives away. But my point is, is it's a it's a variable. Uh, you know, the the obvious uh, tech schools in Class L. Uh, you know, there's, so there's a host of uh, in this year. COVID played a role, and so and and, and mm-hmm. you know, and so yeah, these just like Gilbert. I think Killer played seven games on the field, which is yeah. interesting. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, so there's a lot of variables. And with all those variables, I was uncomfortable moving forward because I would like to see some of those questions uh, addressed. Uh, and uh, and then Lou Marinelli came out last yesterday when I talked to him and talked about, hey, maybe we should, we should be looking at eight-man football for uh, those smaller schools rather than force co-ops, which are on the rise. I think that's a great idea. You know, there are, it's sort of like, I was taken aback at first, but then I researched it. 30 states in some form have that. And like about 15 or Post-university has eight men or had eight Yeah, they love it. No, they they do. They play eight men. Sprint sprint football is what it's called. Yeah. And, and the thing was that, you know, you, you keep your nearby rivals that, are, that, are, that you supposedly hated. Now your teammates are, uh, in a co-op. Uh, I think we will agree on everything. Every coach, at least I've talked to that is a co-op coach, talks about the challenges or be more frank, the nightmare of, of being a co-op uh, coach because there's so many variables right they're like her brooks <laughs> and you're bringing everybody <laughs> together and you know there's a lot of things you know the travel and right you know having to come to other schools for practice it's it's certainly something worth worth talking about and that so could I, be the vision itself you know so what I mean? if suddenly you came up with 25 of those teams that's I mean, that would be a, a wild conference. I just can't get it out of my head, Sean. You brought up Herb Brooks, and I just have Brian Mazzone the first day of practice. Uh, your name, Logan Briggs. Where are you from? Who do you play for? If there was a ahead, co-op dude. conference, <clears throat> see. There I, is a co-op I, conference called the Pequot. Yeah, if there was a Pequot, a, Pequot, a co-op division, I think that would be great. And Lou, I, I read your column last night, Jeff, and he mentioned maybe even the choice schools in another uh, division. Now, I went to a, a Catholic school on Long Island. We Catholics didn't play publics, and they still right. don't on Long Island. Right. Um, I mean, I played baseball. I, I didn't play football. And in football, like they, the Catholics would go into like the city and play like teams from the Bronx and stuff like that and Brooklyn and, and all that. And that was fun. But in other sports, right? we would play three game baseball series. We'd only play five opponents all year, six opponents all year. And we play three game series. Right. Cause there's not a lot of Catholic. Cause there's schools, not right? a lot of Catholic schools on Long Island. Right. Right. Now. And Sean and I have spoken about this cause years ago, but if you make a, a choice school division, where do you draw the line now? And mm-hmm. I say this because Killingly is a choice school. Um, I think Bloomfield. Sheen. Yeah, Bloomfield. Right, because you can technically choose, speaking, yes. technically yeah. speaking, they are because they offer certain things that the other school in their town doesn't, or the schools in their area don't. So where do we draw the line? Right, we put Xavier, we put Prep, we put Notre Dame, we put St. Joe's, uh, and then we're going to put Killingly in there. Yeah, you right, know what right. I mean? Like, because wh- that's where the line's going to be drawn. Because if you're a, a coach at a Catholic school and you say, okay, we're going to make a choice school division, right? You're going to stick Notre Dame, Fairfield, and all 22 of their kids playing St. Joe's, and then if I'm a Catholic school coach, I'm going to be like, bring Berlin or not right. Berlin, you know, bring killingly, bring all these public schools that you could choose to go to. 
Every you know, Hartford you know, school is a choice school, right? Yeah. You know what further complicates that, Pete, is that I don't know how many Killingly has this year, but ah, a couple of years ago, I asked Chad Neal how many he had, and he had practically none on the team that year. So yeah. obviously that that uh, that uh, the, the type of kids that tracks don't play football, basically is what you're saying. Jeff. Yeah, but if yeah, you're I, I, if you're a Catholic school coach, I'd be screaming from the rooftops. I'd yeah, be like, you're just they do. you're just they isolating do. the Catholic schools now. Right. Not the choice schools, the right. Catholic schools. And that, I think, becomes a whole other argument. Right. It's so, not don't get me wrong. Thing. Don't get me wrong. If we had a division of prep, St. Joe's, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Xavier, that would be fun. Don't get me wrong. That would be fun. But here's know. my that's here's my, my that's my yeah. argument about not voting for the six schools, six divisions right now, because I just yep. feel it doesn't solve anything. I just nope. think it just further dilutes the problem. So in a way, it exact it, it exacerbates uh, a, an existing problem. Yep. Uh, rather than answer it. Scheduling well, needs to be fixed in the state, Jeff. I think you and I and Pete will all agree on that. And we can't have Hamden getting, you know, uh, Sheehan, Law, Foreign, or whoever. You know, they play West Haven. Okay, they beat them. That was good. You know, and then they beat a, a just a completely beaten down Notre Dame team at the end. And, you know, we can't have them playing teams that are, like, lower in class because the SEC is – kind of all over the place. They have some L's and some double L's and, you know, and they don't have it like the, good, like the FCAC where the FCAC has a, all double L's and then St. Joseph basically. Right. And uh, so the SEC's tier system was a good idea because it created competitive games and you didn't have Sheehan going to get their heads kicked in by Fairfield prep, but that, which wasn't fair. And that's why they did this, but then they did it by a power structure. And now you have North Haven, which is kind of, we, we, we had an interview with Sagnella of North Haven and he, it, it got lost. It's lost to the, to the ages, but in it, he's like, well, you know, we're just getting going now. We, we've played this tough schedule and all the Shelton, we played playoff teams in our first three games or something crazy like that. And you can't, and we're an M and that all counted against us. Yeah. The PowerPoints were there, but it didn't help us out. We were five and five and we had won. There were some close games there, but why are we playing Shelton to get into the class M playoffs? And this could go for New, New Fairfield, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, I was going to say. Know, fix the Newtown problem. Remember, Newtown couldn't, they all played a double M. That was what the alliance was kind of created for you. Newtown, we finally got some, some class double L points, but now you're giving, you know, teams, even like Richie Boucher of West Haven, he even said it at, at the uh, meeting. He's like, look, we know we, we're not playing a great schedule. And uh, we just hope we can get in. We're kind of glad for it. But, you know, you can't have that. You got to even the field. If you're going to be playing in a class double L or Amherst, you got to be playing more of your, well, your well, opponents. Well, this one. Class. You know, you, you mentioned New Fairfield. New Fairfield and Notre Dame Fairfield playing the same conference. They're both in the SWC, and they're both in class S. New Fairfield did not play Massacre Newtown. Right. New Fairfield played Massacre Newtown. How does that make any sense? Now, you can see by the point structure, New Fairfield got a lot more points. You know, they, they have one more win in the same amount of losses as Notre Dame Fairfield. They're five, uh, Notre Dame Fairfield seven. But how are they competing for the same spot playing completely different schedules? That's a load of crap. Right, which is what the Alliance is trying to do. They're trying to give everyone their schedule, trying to, like, get everybody even scheduled. I, I, that has always been the goal for them from day one. But the problem is they're sending everyone and their grandmothers all over the state and everyone's schedules are mixing math. Why do you, why does Shelton get the tough teams and Hamden get, gets West Hill and McMahon for their crossover FCAC games? Why is that? Because Shelton happens to be good most of the time. Well, look what happened, you know? Right. So that's, that's going to be a problem. And then there are other you know, solutions to throw. Well, we're just going to throw all these. So the schedules don't match up. 
I've said this, I said this months ago. Schedules don't match up with how we determine the playoff system, right. and that's the problem. Right. Well, I, if I could just say one one thing here, you're absolutely right on that. The point system is one thing, but who you're playing is another. And basically, we have a SC, SEC league that's using a European relegation system, right? You know, right. right? Yes. You move up and down. <laughs> and then further than that, the team that does get relegated is playing easier alliance games. Yeah, okay. they're still that's playing one. in the FA Cup, yeah, basically. Yeah. And know? then you have uh, uh, NVL and uh, the Tech and Pequot, who are just like little countries who are only playing within themselves. And we have to judge that. And then we have an and then we have an SWC league that's that does play some play a whole lot of alliance games and some don't and, and it's to fill in their schedules, and then the FCAC you know kicks kicks each other's butt and and uh, uh, you uh, so it doesn't equal all the things like, like I mean like you just said the 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 new Fairfield thing and the Notre Dame Fair, uh, Fairfield thing is an example how even within your own league you can come up with some disparate thing. I looked at New, at New Fairfield when I went out to do a story on uh, the young woman who, who was paralyzed and came back and played, uh, uh, fear, uh, got to the finals in, in field hockey, Natasha Ring, and I was talking to the uh, uh, AD, and he, we were just going over their schedule. And I said, how did you get this schedule? You know, and, 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 and it's like they made it. But like they were fretting, you know what I mean? Because they had so many, they had a number of tough teams. So it's just really unequal for the people. You know, we we get into the so deep into the weeds in this thing that I think sometimes some of the people that only know it understand it. But you, the people that are listening that don't understand it so much, you really do have to understand that some teams yeah. are just playing some unbelievably tough schedules and others are playing really weak ones and they're ending up in the same, they're playing each other on Tuesday night. And it's, and it's, it's not correct. Right. And I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I know everyone's like, well, why doesn't the peak one, the NVL join the, why would you, if you're them? Because look at your, your, your playing, you get to decide your own schedule. Some, no one doesn't, no one gives it to you. They don't say, and Sonny, you're playing, you're now playing Shelton. You know, which is a game I'd love to see, but does that really help Ansonia for the Class S playoffs? Maybe not for uh, the number one. There are, maybe for, maybe there for the are five, five NVL teams in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, class, what do you join? Yeah, you know, and how many spots? Class M. I looked at you can you you can find if you find more than three games among those eight teams that were played outside their conference. I think I think I don't think there is. As a matter of fact, Killingly East Haven was uh, canceled, so Killingly played Lewis Mills. Somebody played one or other two, and everybody else played within their conferences. So yeah. that's a petri dish league. So it, it, it's like you really don't know. Sean, in one sense, that you should like that because it's all unknowns. Uh, unfortunately. The teams in the unknowns have already played among themselves. Have already played each right. Other. And that's you know, it's just there needs to be, there needs to be again. I, you know, and maybe maybe Al wants to do this, which you know, okay. But uh, there needs to be universal scheduling. There needs to be. A, this is what I've been arguing the whole time. There needs to be universal scheduling, and I think we should we should the leagues don't matter. Let's blow those up and we reorganize. Get everybody together in a pot and say, all right, here's how we're going to do this. Here's this. If you want to have six divisions, that's great. Let's let's add a tech school championship. Let's add a Catholic or whatever you want to do, whatever power you want to do by power. But as long as everyone's on the same page and we have a committee or something, because the CIC right now doesn't want anything to do with it. 
They just right. want to take their money. They want to get make you to go to NFHS. They want the tickets. They want to do it. You want six playoffs champion? Great. You know, that's just more cash for us to run everything else, which that might be great too. I'm good for them. But uh, I was open. I was open to changing Thanksgiving probably as late as I didn't think about I'll be honest with you. I didn't think about it uh, last year during the uh, COVID year, to be honest with you. Uh, so uh, two years ago, I was open to the change of Thanksgiving, not for n- n- neither for nor against or against right. it, but really looking at it seriously. Right. But I'll tell you what, Sean, you, Sean, uh, you might, I know you're a, a fierce Thanksgiving guy, so you're a proponent of it. In a, right. in a, but I, I think way, but... now that I've listened to more people, I really do think more people like playing Thanksgiving week than not. Mm-hmm. I really do. So I'm ready at least for the next five, ten years not <laughs> to argue for the change of for Thanksgiving. I... That's why I wouldn't be for the universal scheduling Unless I said that, because you right. have to, you have to be one way or another on that to, to determine what you think the universal scheduling right. should be. So I, I'm ready to. I'm still open someday to changing Thanksgiving, but I, I'm pretty well convinced that at least for the foreseeable future, I'm not going to bark for. I, I'm, I, so I'm ready for Thanksgiving. I was thinking about this because I had a couple of people come up to me on Thanksgiving Eve and Thanksgiving, and you know, just talking and. Yeah, you know, you, the game on Wednesday, right? West Haven needed to win to get it, right? And and Prep was playing for a home quarterfinal. And on Thursday, Trumbull needed to win to get in. There was a lot on the line there. And and some person, I forgot who it was, they, uh, they came up to me and they're like, this is great. Like, every, you know, it comes down to the last day of the year. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. Like, there's so much on it. And they're like, yeah. And I go, well, you know what's going to happen next year? They're like, what? I was like, we're already going to know all this by like week seven. Yeah. I was like, so that's my fear. Problem. So my fear is that if we lose the end of the year, kind of who's going where, what are we playing for on the final day of the year? I think if it loses that luster, which it strongly probably will, that Thanksgiving itself is going to lose that. What are we oh, playing yeah. for? Well, here it what is, are, you know, so then here that, it is. They're going to go. They're not. They're they can't go. add anymore. No, I know. But what I'm saying is, is if Thanksgiving loses its luster of playoff implications, that it will give fire to the side of saying, hey, let's get rid of it. If we already know what's going to happen in week seven. <laughs> right. That's what I was That's trying to go. They're going to that. Not only that, but you can't add any more playoff. Team. What are, what's next? Eight. No, you can't. No, you can't. no, we can't. can't. I the think next this... step is 16. Hold on here. The next step is 16. And that means you got to get rid of Thanksgiving. Well, yes, that's right what there. I was trying to get to is that if we next year with six playoff divisions, if we know who's in by week seven, week eight, and they're not playing for anything on Thanksgiving, then I think it gives credit to the people saying, hey, let's dump Thanksgiving. Let's move everything up. Right, and let's right. add more. Yes. That's I what I was that trying is, to say. I, I think I think that's correct. Um, if, you really, if, if you look at the, at the history of it, it goes, it goes, it started off with four divisions of, of two teams each. That was just a champion. Then it went to six divisions of two champ, of two teams in the playoffs each, each. So, so six times two, 12, then it went to four of four. Then it went to six of four. And then it went to four of eight. Now it's going to six of eight. What's left is to say Thanksgiving. It's been a great run, but that's it. 
let's start the playoffs so we can get 16 teams in. Because every time you do this, somebody's going to get left out. Plainville got a big, oh, you know, Gilbert, you know, they kicked us out. This is, I don't blame them. They played 10 game schedule and it ended up kind of hurting them, you know, because they played Farmington that dropped their average, you know, and Farmington only went, well, whatever it was, one and nine, you know, so. Uh, you know, and then, uh, so then there's always going to be somebody's like, well, we should get in, we should get in. And there's this argument that we should get in as many as basketball, which is totally ridiculous. You're not basketball guys. You're not basketball. You're not baseball. You're not lacrosse. This is, I mean, it's just ridiculous. You guys want to have so many teams in and it's all about the experience though. It's all about the experience. We need to have playoff experience. Well, if you ever, why don't we just start the playoffs in like September 1st and just do like a, you know, so everyone can get their experience. And that's why I just, we're losing sight of the regular season, Pete. I think that's the number one thing. I think you touched on it. And then the other thing is that now it's just like, everybody's getting in. CIC doesn't care. It's like, well, we're education based. We don't care. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's disappointing to me that, that they, that's, this is the route. I wanted someone to put their foot down and now we are, we're, you know, it's, we're not, it's not going to be as special anymore. And then, you, you know, you the anti-Thanksgiving people, they just have to shut up and, and let the expansion keep on happening. And then, like you said, it will increasingly render the Thanksgiving experience yeah. less well, was, important. That's their was, plan all yeah. along. Yeah. So it's I a long told, play. It's a long play. I was told that the reason why we had to go to six was to keep Thanksgiving. That's why. Otherwise, they wanted more in regardless. We want more playoff teams. We all want a piece of the pie. So, Look, I, anyway. you're not going to find Keep Thanksgiving for now is really, the, really the answer. I, I love, I love Thanksgiving. I love getting there at God's hour in the morning to make sure I get a parking spot. I love getting there before the teams and watching them arrive on Thanksgiving morning. I think it's so cool. That said, sitting <laughs> Friday, uh, you you know, looking on Twitter and seeing that Long Island's playing in their championship game. So Friday after Thanksgiving, yeah. and I'm sitting here and I'm like, we got. Four more games. My thing was always, could we simulate to somehow play like when Hall and Connor play, which is the weekend before, but that's such a stacked day, you know, yeah, you'd have Harvard, to move the fall you know, just, and you'd have to move yeah, the fall championship. Yeah. And you have fall champions. So I don't, I don't know what the answer is there. I mean, we just play the game. I, I don't know. We just start the playoffs on Thanksgiving. Or I, the, the idea is that I guess the, 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 the let's, let's expand more crowd wants to end the season on Thanksgiving. So we'll have state champions there. I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's the idea. I don't know. I, if but, you play the first round of the playoffs on Thanksgiving, you're going to get no one there. Nobody's going to go to these games. I, I, this, even with these quarterfinals, nobody's going. If you, guys think gonna be a, if you guys think there's going to be a large crowd at your quarterfinal game, you know, you got to know I think coming I don't even know if night. I want to do that. I don't even know if I want to do the capsules for 48 games. It was hard enough to no, do them know. for the ones that George DeMeo. George Mail said, I'm not going to cover a game. I'm going to be in the studio because too many games. Yeah. I'm just going to, he's, he's actually said this, this, on um, this, Tuesday night, he's going to stay in studio and just have people call in. He won't do a game. So uh, now that, 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 that's a, that's a problem too. It's just too much. Nobody's going to care about these quarterfinal games or these semifinal games. No. To, feed in, about the to, championships. to feed into what you guys are saying. And I'm being, com- I'm being increasingly convinced as time goes along. I like, I want to keep an open mind. There was more excitement at that game. You know, people are going like, Thames River, Quinnebog Valley. Who will yeah. care? Right? There were more. It was more excitement around the state, waiting for score, the score, and at the game because it meant so much to those two kids, you know, yeah. uh, and the fans. Then, like, like you said, some of those quarterfinal games Tuesday night will not have the same overall interest and intensity no. that that game did. And in that, that's a like. 
that that's not like uh, in Sony uh, Nagatak. I mean, you know, I think a good deal of state are going shrug their shoulders, but all of a sudden it was fascinating for everybody. Yeah, and, those kids will never forget that game. Yeah, and that game, it had reverberations throughout the state, Jeff. Could you feel right. it when you're there? Yes, the, the kid. I, I covered that first game. Remember when we went on the on the uh, on the uh, 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 bus trip, and 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 Chivetti did really well when they when they beat ATI at the beginning of the year, and he was very soft and seldom spoken when I talked to him. The other night when he was holding that trophy for the what's it called the River Valley Classic, Thames River, Thames River, and Quinnebog River. Uh, and I don't know if Musa River is involved in that or not, but he was so fired up talking. He was talking. He was almost talking smack. He was so happy, and, and like you could, there was, the difference in his personality was unbelievable. Was one eighty. That is the magic. I've said this for years. Is the magic of Thanksgiving week. That is the magic. You have playoff caliber games. You have teams that have nobody cares about them until right now. They need their points. Now everybody cares about them. And everybody's got their eyes on, on Quinnebog Valley. And this kid, I said it in a, in a, a story I wrote, nobody would heard of him. And now he's like, depending what town you're in, he's one of the most like known kids in the state as far as football circles. Are concerned. Right. Hand is cheering his praises. You know, you have Bassix cheering him. You know, it's just ridiculous. And the best thing about it is, all right, even if they went to the playoff, but if they won't play and then they'll get smoked right instead right. they go out on a high the kid will never forget it he's glad his, 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 his season his career is over and he goes off like that that's right. better than a quarterfinal game in a hundred times over you're that's right the magic of thanksgiving I, I was kidding them how like let, let's go for a ride over to uh uh, Monroe or, or, uh, or Madison will get you a free meal for like next month, you know, the Chevetti. Like, you know, and like, like you said, you, 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 uh, that game doesn't mean anything. And they go lose, and they go lose by 50 in the quarterfinals. No one will remember that the game took place. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the magic. I think we, if we, and that's what I've been arguing, we need to somehow keep that magic. The end the season on Thanksgiving and then you know, I'm all for it. You maybe even I'm, I wouldn't be I wouldn't mind bringing back four, you know, playoff teams for each division. I don't, you know, as long as you keep Thanksgiving, I think because the eight, if you look back out of the quarterfinals, I've been kind of duds. Let's be honest, the last ten years. So I mean, anyway, we'll see what happens on that. 